0: Hey there everyone, I'm Michael Seip, and welcome to the Business with Universal Love Show. The show that teaches how businesses become reliably profitable using a secret ingredient, unconditional love. We explore best methods to create connection and establish value with, you guessed it, the people that make the business. Remarkable companies are built not just on great products and services. But on the energy of its customers, shareholders, workforce, and management teams. With at least 70% of the public considering themselves spiritual, unconditional love is a core element that needs showcasing. Join me as we explore what's great about business and how you can model those stellar qualities in your own business. Hey everyone! We've all wanted to live in paradise, but how about running a business in paradise? They're two very different environments. Join me as we talk about running a business using Aloha in Hawaii with Debbie Hopkins of the Global Village Boutique. As many of you know, retail is a very tough industry with lots of ups and downs. However, there is one main ingredient to running a 25-year-old retail business, and it's been a proven winner for Global Village's business model. We'll crack open the essence of their model in this episode. You can reach Global Village and its excellent products and stellar customer service at globalvillagehawaii.com and on Instagram at globalvillagekailua. Now, on to the episode. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to today. I have a really good friend and acquaintance from the island of Oahu in Hawaii, Debbie Hopkins is a business owner in Hawaii and has been in the business for a number of years now. So Debbie, I am thrilled to have you on the Business with Universal Love podcast. Thanks for being here today.
1: Oh, well, mahalo, Mike. It's so good to connect with you again. I really do feel humble and honored to be with you here today. I'm excited to share what we've done with Global Village over the past 25 years.
0: Wow. 25 years. So tell me when and how did it start and who all was involved?
1: So it's two daughters and a mother's team. So my sister and I were just one year apart. And so we both finished college around the same time. And I think at that time, we just didn't really know what we wanted to do. And I think Dawn was working for the Small Business Administration and I was working as a sales rep and we had come across some product lines and we were like, Hey, we can do this. And we just sat there and just decided to do it one day. It was like jumping off a cliff with no parachute. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. However, I think the family values that we have. And then my mom being that wise woman saying, Hey, wait a minute, I think you two shouldn't be in business. Just the two of you, you better cut me in as an equal partner. That way you guys will still maintain that sister relationship, which is 25 years later, the smartest thing that my mom ever did for
0: us. Yeah, that's great to have that family cohesiveness to get going on something, and especially when you're talking about jumping without a parachute. So what was that like getting started? What were the challenges you ran into?
1: The challenges were not having the experiences, not in the workforce because we're so young, fresh out of college. We did a couple of internships between the two of us, but we didn't really have any strong business background. You know, a lot of times people start business later on in life and we were starting it so early and that was a negative and a positive because the best thing was, is that our attitude was off the chart. We thought we could conquer anything. So no matter what hit us, you know, maybe lack of finances or the banks turning us down for loans, that kind of thing we still persevered and worked hard because we still not have rose-colored glasses on, but we were just always positive and having that young energy um, to go forward, doing it together as a family. And I think that was the bonus on that end.
0: Yeah, that positive attitude can really carry things. Debbie, how did you choose Global Village as your business name?
1: Oh, that is a good question. To be real... Global Village happened accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) I think when we first started, again, going back to the fact that we didn't have a lot of business acumen behind us, we really just kind of delved into what we loved and what we wanted to kind of share and our passion for different cultures and product origin and eco-friendly vibe. Hence, just came Global Village. And now that we look back on it, Global Village is so much more going back to company culture and the global mindset, the positivity, faith, and hope. And I think it definitely was meant to be that we had that, even though it was an accidental naming of the store.
0: Yeah, well, it served you well. And you obviously could have changed it if you wanted to, but you've grown into it and lived it. So congrats yes. on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Good.
0: So. What sort of size did you have as a business starting? And then where are you 25 years later?
1: When we started, it was just the three of us. And we started at like a 40-foot, you know, square foot kiosk at a mall. And now today, 25 years later, we're in a 1,200-square-foot boutique. We have an online presence and revenue and sales. And due to COVID, we've decreased our staff, but we're, I would say, equivalent to about four to five full-time employees right now. So we've kind of been through quite a bit since then, starting with sales at only $4,000 a month to, I think our top was at 1.2 as far as revenue is concerned. So lots of financial success too, as well.
0: Yeah. Congratulations on that financial success. And as you highlighted, COVID has impacted things. But before we get to that, what were some of the, I would say, hallmarks or stepping stones for that growth to that 1.2 level? I
1: think the main thing and what really took us to that next level was our team. Developing a team that really bought in to what We were doing because for us, since day one, we have not been a typical retail store. We've always told our staff that because coming from a retail background, retail has to operate with thin margins and always based on sales, that's how they staffed. So for us, we always believed in the team. We overstaffed, we were super transparent. For retail, we would plan our schedule eight weeks ahead and not deviate if sales went down. So I think having that confidence in our team and then our team kind of feeling that solid foundation created that nice respect and that level of loyalty. And that really makes a difference because when your team respects you and respects the product that you're selling, respects your customers that you're servicing, respects your processes and respects your policies, it's going to come through in revenues because people are going to see that they're happy. And retail is a people business. And I think if your people are happy, your customers are going to be happy. And then the revenues will follow.
0: Yeah, that's a very interesting lesson to share with us because... Quite often we are focused on the bottom line and what that revenue looks like, what our expenses and things like that that can be a big impact. But I really appreciate how you talked about the team and having a firm foundation to work from. Creating respect and building that loyalty is huge, obviously. Have you heard of other businesses around you that have done different approaches and then not been as successful?
1: Of course, I think... That a lot of the people that we've aligned ourselves with have that similar mindset and creating that family, that ohana with those values and morals. I mean, without getting too elaborate, it really boils down to being good human beings. I mean, we weren't perfect from the beginning, but as we've learned and evolved along the way, we've always tried to listen and be empathetic and fair. And you see, other models that aren't like ours. And some of the models, you try and keep them with higher hourlies or perks here and there, and that can only last so long. And it's reflected in comments that people say, for instance, in our strip mall area, we just have people that come in and say, I just want to thank you for your positive spirit, your positive energy. I had such a good time shopping in here. This is the only place in Kailua that I've come into and I feel welcomed. And it doesn't need to be a person that spends $500. It could be a person that spends $20, but that feeling of warmth and welcoming into our retail store, that makes a difference. And the only way to kind of have that and pass that along is through a team that respects each other from the owners to the sales associate ones.
0: Yeah, my research has shown that employees that feel empowered and valued have a much higher productivity level and a response to changes in the marketplace in a positive way. So what you're highlighting is exactly what research shows. And it's great to hear that. And of course, I think it's amazing too, that you guys have been in business for 25 years now and retail typically doesn't last that long. There've been recessions, there've been impacts to tourism, there've been impacts to the local community. How have you dealt with those, what I'll say, economic challenges?
1: So we've dealt with economic challenges, by really pulling together as a team. And it starts from us as owners, and then it trickles down to management and then to the actual sales support staff. And we've dealt with the economic challenges by allowing ourselves to experiment and take risks, knowing that our team is strong enough to help support any failures. And so learning from those failures has helped us get through those challenges. And being raised a Catholic, definitely God has a place on our team in that kind of looking to the positive, I guess, aspects of faith and hope and when things get rough. And so, for instance, with we've had staff changes where we had a staff that we trained, gosh, since they were in high school and through their college years. And after seven years, that staff, they were ready to move on to their chosen professions that they studied for. And that was a big blow for us in that after seven years, we lost about, I think, five girls at the same time. So five team members. And training to replace that team, that was a big challenge to find, I'd say, the right fit, the people that really buy into our values and morals and how we run business. So I think that was one of the important things um, challenges.
0: Yeah, that, that absolutely makes sense. To lose top talent is actually one of, I think, CEO's top five challenges they struggle with, either retaining or hiring top talent. And then the turnover cost is huge. Debbie, so when you have these kinds of challenges and you talked a little bit about your faith and trusting in God and how that plays a role, experimenting a little bit and even having failures along the way to learn from, when these challenges come up where the employee turnover happens, what sort of mindset do you all have in bringing in new top talent?
1: The mindset that we try to achieve is about positivity Definitely when challenges first arise, it feels like someone's punched you in the gut multiple times. (laughs) right. And so after sitting down and taking a breath and kind of looking, I think what we lie on faith and hope for is just that clarity to push aside that negativity. And it gives you hope so that you can kind of focus on the positive aspect. So being able to compartmentalize like, okay, here is the challenge that we have. Here is what's available to us. And then here is how we can interject and solve the problem basically. And with talent and the team, we've taken many risks as far as maybe someone might not be as capable for the position, but they have a good heart. They have those soft skills that are needed for retail. And so in our mind, we can train that person to really fit what we need at the store as far as being able to be technologically savvy and carry out day-to-day duties for that. So I think the mindset of just being able to take a breath and realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel and it's just a, being able to focus on the strengths and realizing and be grateful for what we actually do have.
0: Yeah. Gratitude is so important, right? Cause it helps us get back into that positive mindset. And mm-hmm. as you think back and reflect back, obviously with so much time now invested in, in global village, you've definitely had these setbacks, but each time you've pivoted and shifted back into that positive mindset to bring in those qualities that you do want in your employees. And so whether it's the soft skills, whether it's them being of a warm heart, you go back to the stuff that's worked for you before. And so it seems to me like the mindset you have today is one of Hey, we've always are going to have challenges that come before us, but in the past we've had them as well. And we just have to make sure that our faith and our vision is enriched by that positive mindset. Because like you said, those stressors are going to come, they're going to happen. The pivot is so important to get reframed back to what made you successful before.
1: Right. And I think having the team, the three of us together, family unit, you know, things aren't always rosy, but however our values and our strength together and that magic number three has always been great for us. It just helps when one of us is down, the other two can pull that person. So I think that teamwork, again, I just, it is that positive energy that pulls you through, especially through COVID. That's been a big challenge for us this year. So we've definitely had to rely on faith and hope and each other to really make it through.
0: Yeah, I can imagine so. So many small businesses have been challenged this year and some places even more so just because of the impact of that particular market. So what has COVID been as an experience for you all and how have you shifted?
1: So what's made us successful has been that face-to-face contact and being that different kind of retail store. So COVID took that away from us and that having to be shut down. We pivoted. We really haven't focused on online before. Yes, we have social media. Yes, we have a website, but that wasn't our main focus for a revenue stream. That was just to draw people into the store. So COVID really... Made us focus on that aspect for a revenue stream. However, COVID also made us realize what was important. And we have customers coming in all the time saying, Hey, we're coming to shop with you to support you. We can't lose small business. So we're shopping in Kailua Town. How are you guys doing? And we told all of our staff, This is what you say. You know, what we want to say is, We're trying to be positive. We're so grateful for the community support and everyone on our team is healthy, safe, and happy. And we're just taking it day by day. That is how we've been dealing with it. And that's been a definite positive for us. And I think people appreciate that instead of listening, okay, this is happening here and we're not doing well there and we're not doing that. And again, focusing on the positive has been a tremendous help.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. And I appreciate that message of healthy, safe, and happy. And I love how you've made your team aware and and use that as the message that you want to get out to your customers. That's very powerful. So as you have adjusted, what have been some of the actual maybe online work that you've done to create that connection with the employees and with the customers?
1: Yeah, with the online web store, you know, our challenge has always been technology. 25 years ago, technology isn't what it is today. And it's so quick moving and quick changing. So incorporating our staff into our social media and posting positive quotes and just fun pictures. And people are looking for that outlet, I think, as far as they don't always want to be sold something. And I think social media has afforded us the opportunity to show personality of what we truly are as a store. We're not a high fashion, trendy store. We are your friendly neighborhood boutique. And I think incorporating our staff to help us with the posts and help us with the online has helped. And kind of what going back to what you were saying, empowering them, listening to their ideas because they're young. This is their way of communicating. This isn't my way of communicating.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: I'm still on the phone, you know? <laughs> You're right. Right. So, you know, listening to their feedback and opens them up to creating again, more of that team bonding, that Ohana feeling, that family feeling. And, and that's what makes us strong.
0: Yeah, I have to compliment you on that because what you've taken here is a strength right? of that bond that you create with the youth in terms of their connection to their own personality and their way of being able to express it and to empower them has, in a way, almost captured some of the spirit that you had when you and your sister and your mom started so many years ago. Because like you said at the beginning, you guys were full of energy, full of excitement, full of like, we're going to try all these different ways of trying to Get our business going, even though you didn't have that business savvy at the time. Mm -hmm. And so now you're kind of leveraging that younger energy to build that online presence in a way that you haven't done before. So I have to compliment you on being able to make that shift. And it's a tribute to your leadership. So thanks.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I didn't really look at it that way. I'm humbled. (laughs) That's a good way to describe it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Good. So, how can you build on that to continue to help grow your business?
1: Yeah. And that's our next steps. Who knows what the retail landscape is going to look like? We're still trying to figure things out. Our belief, it's not going to go back. And I think what we're kind of waiting to see is what the trend is going to be for the future as far as brick and mortar and how we're going to be able to incorporate almost that omni-channel type of feeling that we can do. We don't have the capabilities of a big box or these larger retail. So trying to figure out how to incorporate that omni-channel experience in an independent, one-location retail boutique.
0: Yeah. What kind of range and percentages of effort do you think you might potentially have to go? So you're going to watch the trends, but what have you looked at in terms of maybe 30% online and 70% potentially back in the store or vice versa? Have What have you sort of gotten a sense for where it might be going?
1: It's difficult because we are that neighborhood boutique. When we pivoted online, customers knew us from shopping with us physically. So that's how the word got out that way. And so to be able to play in the online realm as a retailer, that's kind of going to get, take some, that, that'll that be a big challenge for us. But I think in the future, it would be, I would say almost 40%. When my grand uncle is telling me he's so excited that he got a I think Amazon gives away 100 money if you order so much and when 75-year-olds saying, "Oh, I'm so excited I got my Amazon check." It's a game changer and Global Village has to figure out how we fit into that.
0: Right. Yeah, there are definitely some trends that are developing in terms of online presence and how to market in a new way. What I think is one of your strengths that we've talked about already is your ability to experiment, to try various things and shift to where the trends are going. And you've had that history behind you. So I can't imagine you not being able to adapt and be a little more agile as things move forward.
1: Yeah, I think for us, it's just a matter of kind of going back to where our team, because it's great that we can listen to what our team is saying. However, we have such a young team, that age demographic that stays in retail. It's like that 17 to 21-year-old during high school and college. And so how much are we willing to invest is the challenge in the existing team, or do we have to build a new team to maximize our online presence?
0: For sure, yeah, that makes sense. Try to figure out where to do the investment what has been your favorite role or favorite story about your business that you've had looking back over the many years?
1: Our favorite story that I love to tell is it happened years ago, almost 12 years ago. An unnamed star came in on Christmas Eve because prior, I would say, usually, Up until about five years ago, my sister, myself, and my mom would give the staff off Christmas Eve and we would work the store. It's one of our busiest days of the year, just so that our team can have two days off in a row during Christmas because they've worked so hard leading up for the holiday season. And we only open from like nine to four and here people were still trickling in at the last moment. And the three of us are like, oh, we're so tired. We want to go home. (laughs) And in walks this star at the last moment. And I really think she was just kind of waiting till everybody left. And then it started getting darker. And she went in through the store. It was like a tornado. And we, Dawn and I were at the registers helping her party. There were other people in her party shopping. And so we're helping. And my mom was following this star around because she was like trying on clothes and then taking it off and just kind of leaving it, you know, like your teenager would on the bedroom floor. (laughs) And
0: And
1: then, so Dawn and I were trying to hurry up and help cash out her party. And then she came, she purchased and they left. And my mom comes to us and she goes, Oh my God, Can you believe that lady? And we're like, oh, yeah, isn't that exciting? And she's like, exciting. (laughs) And I said, don't you know who she is? And she goes, you mean that customer that just came and tore through our store and just left it a mess? And we're like, mom, but don't you know who she is? And so afterwards, it was just a funny story because my mom had no idea and she was just following this star around with like a pleasant, polite smile on her face, thinking, hurry up, lady. I just want to go home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's But great. I mean, just
1: keeping with the positivity. And it was just a funny story for us. So that's one of our fun stories. And the role that all three of us have liked and have become and evolved into is a mentorship. And that's been something that at first, when we started the business, we didn't realize that how powerful we could be in helping our young staff through and preparing them for life's challenges. And it started off mostly with a friend of ours. Her daughter was going to be staying with her grandparents here. And we, she wanted her to stay busy. You know, she was only 13, 14. And she's like, Oh, can you just, if you have something for her to do, I'd be so happy to do just to have her there and work for free for you guys. And what evolved out of that, because we wanted to be organized and we wanted her to kind of get something out of that, we developed a mentorship program, which we did for a couple of years, teaching soft skills. I think just teaching professionalism at a young age, which I think schools are kind of lacking right now. Mm-hmm. And then it just evolved into where we took all those processes that we did for mentorship and then we plopped it into our employee training. And that role, being an example, being empathetic, listening is something that's been really rewarding and that really makes us happy.
0: Yeah, well, congratulations on getting that mentorship program going. (laughs) Yeah. And then having something you can fall back on for training does really capture the spirit of what you have built, right? And how you built it, more importantly. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Well, Debbie, I have very much enjoyed chatting with you today. What would you say as sort of a final thought about running a business, especially in the retail industry?
1: Being any sort of entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. I like to think of anyone in business as an entrepreneur. And, you know, as you elevate yourself and your career, whether it be for yourself or for a company to treat whatever workplace you're at as your own, I think is an advantage because hard work and patience always pays off. However, there's always amazing highs and terrible lows. And to always remember that it's how you bounce back and learn from the successes and mostly learning from the failures. And I think that's super important to keep in mind. And it's Also important to never be satisfied and always trying to improve and always trying to do better. And kind of going back to what I was saying is just be a good human, be respectful, be loyal, be thoughtful. And I don't think you can fail when that happens.
0: Absolutely. So what you're talking about is that culture and environment that you've built. Compliments on you being able to develop that and continue to use that and make the business what it is for you today. Again, thanks for being on the show. And if listeners want to reach out and check out your products, how can they do so?
1: Oh well, yeah, they can follow us on Instagram, and we're Global Village Kailua. Or you can visit us on our website at www.globalvillagehawaii.com.
0: Great. Well, thanks for being on the show, and really enjoyed having you.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Hey, loyal listeners and new listeners. I've greatly enjoyed producing this show, but I would love a little help from you. I'd love to hear a little feedback. What do you like about the show? What would you like to listen to in the future? What other topics are of interest to you? If you could share that with me, either on my website at michaelsype.net or through the messaging service in LinkedIn, I'd love to hear more about what you would like to hear in the podcast. Also, you probably picked up on how important it was to Debbie's business to have positivity. And the impact it had on the energy of her workforce. So, where does your business fit on the energy spectrum? I've got a short, fun energy quiz that can give you a quick assessment of where you stand on energy in your business. It's a really great insight. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and may you and your business have more vitality. Have a great day.